This program is being sponsored by the partners and friends of Keith Butler Ministries. Today on Live Your Faith. You know, one of the reasons for some people always, they can never get enough. They're always desiring more and more and more. And it could be one of those reasons for that is because of ungratefulness. In fact, that's one reason why people struggle with debt and other issues. Welcome to Live Your Faith. I'm Keith Butler. The purpose of this broadcast is to help you be what Jesus said he would like his people to be. Mark chapter 4, verse 20 says, praise God, those that are good ground produce 30, 60, and 100 fold, 3,000, 6,000, 10,000 percent because of Romans 1.16. Romans 1.16 says that the word of God is the power of God. So we're going to teach you how to act on that word, how to defend with the word, and much more as we go right into this telecast in the name of Jesus. As you're seated, open your Bibles to Hebrews, the 13th chapter, please. Praise God. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15 tells us this. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God. And then it tells us how often we ought to do it. Continually. Constantly. But then it also says something else. That is the carpus, is the Greek. That is the fruit. That is the production, praise God, of our lips. In other words, learning to give thanks and having gratitude will produce something. It will produce in your spirit, man. It will produce in your soulless man. It will produce in your body. You know, one of the reasons for some people always, they can never get enough. They're always desiring more and more and more. And it could be one of those reasons for that is because of ungratefulness. In fact, that's one reason why people struggle with debt and other issues. That very reason, because they never get enough and they're never grateful. Amen. And that will produce anxiety and that will produce stress. The scripture calls it covetousness. And the scripture tells us repeatedly not to covet not to allow covetousness to be in our life. Now, as we turn to Mark chapter 4 and we look at the words of Jesus, you might recall in Mark chapter 4, that is the central parable that the Lord Jesus put forward. And Jesus said in verse 13, if you don't know this parable, how then will you know all the rest? And then he talks about four different types of people that hear the word, and then he get down to the third group in verse 19. 
and the cares of this world, these are those that are taken, ter- uh, taken among thorns, cares of this world, deceitfulness of riches, and then here's the one we're talking about here, lust of other things entering in strangles, the word choke, strangles the word, and it becomes non-productive in their life. Now that word, of course, uh, to covet uh, is uh, epitomia in the Greek, and it means a longing, particularly longing or desiring something strongly, especially something that's, that's not or that is forbidden. It is a tool, a very powerful tool that Satan uses against believers. And that's why it's listed here by the Lord Jesus in the five things that Satan uses to attack believers. Affliction, persecution, cares of this world, deceitfulness of riches, and then here, lust of other things, covetousness, which also is a thing about being ungrateful for what you have. Thank you for the big amens I'm getting. Learning to be grateful will isolate you from this attack on the enemy. Now, Webster's Dictionary, the 1828 edition, I like this edition, defined the word grateful this way. Having a due due sense of benefits, kindly disposed toward one from whom a favor has been received. It means willing to acknowledge and repay benefits as a grateful heart. I'll say it again. Having a due sense of benefits, kindly disposed towards one from whom a favor has been received. In other words, if someone has done something that has helped you and developed you and helped you get up the ladder, praise God, you should be kindly disposed to them. It goes on to say here, amen, willing to acknowledge and repay benefits. And so a grateful person is willing to tell other people, amen, about what was done for them. And if we say that we are grateful to God, there's no way we can keep our mouth shut. We have to tell others about how good God has been to us. And then it says here, and to repay benefits. In other words, if you have received, then you should be willing to pass on what has been given on to you. Oh, I need three hallelujahs tonight. Being grateful helps you to have more compassion for other people. It takes the focus off of yourself. Amen. And this will improve your health. Now, you know, for those who are professional counselors, Gratitude is used in counseling people uh, by healthcare professionals, particularly for people who struggle with anxieties or depressions or addictions or relationships. You see, gratitude, they found in studies, promotes wellness in numerous ways, such as it improves your self-esteem, causes you to be able to sleep better, causes your immune system to be stronger, decreases depression and anxiety, helps you with stronger relationships. And in fact, individuals, they experience what they they call in clinical terms, calm energy. It makes you feel more alert, 
feel more alive, feel more interested, feel more enthusiastic. We're talking about what a grateful person is. Hallelujah. Gratitude, you see, is something you can control. We live right now in an age where it looks like and it feels like everything is out of control. It looks like you hardly have any control about the things you're dealing with. But gratitude is something you can control. Amen. It's something, praise God, a response we feel, not just when things go right, but you can also uh, be grateful when things don't seemingly go right. Gratitude is a decision to consciously acknowledge the many good things God has done in our lives that are good. Every one of us can tell a story about something that's not good. And you can focus on the things that maybe not be the way you want them to be. But let me tell you, every one of us who may even be dealing with something not so good right now, if you want to focus, you can find something right now that is good with you. For those of you who walked into this auditorium tonight, there's one thing right there. For those of you who are able to see me with eyes, there's another one right there. For those of you who have a sense of smell, glory to God, there's another one there. Amen. If you have two cents in your pocket, you still got something going right there. Glory to God. Maybe you're the only one alive in your family, but guess what? You are alive. In other words, there is always something you can focus on that you can have gratitude for that will change your disposition. When you are grateful, hope and courage and other good emotions strengthen us. Emotions like happiness, contentment. It helps us against anger. It helps you against jealousy. It helps you against greed. It helps you against fear. Gratitude reveals the bright side in dark times. Even small blessings. We used to sing a song here years ago. I don't know if we sing it anymore. We used to sing it, count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings, see what the Lord has done. Count the many blessings that the Lord has done. They might sing that still in children's church right now. Because there are many blessings that you have. Oh, I should get a better amen. You walked in here with a coat on your back, but I can take you outside. The people have no coat. I drove by a person yesterday under the bridge. I stopped at the traffic light and I looked to my left and there was a woman under the bridge, obviously living there, trying to put on something. And I thought, Lord, thank you. Hallelujah. I wasn't in a position where I could go, could change lanes, and get over and go over and help her. But I was thankful, praise God, because like that song said a minute ago, that could have been me outside. No food, no clothes. Oh, somebody ought to praise God on my We ought to be grateful for what we have. 
the more you start seeing things to be grateful for, your brain even starts looking for more things to be grateful for. And it creates a cycle. You see, you may notice how your mind works. And brain, and, you know, a brain uh, a doctor will tell you about this. Your, your thoughts go in a loop. Everything in the scripture is circular. Even the throne of God is circular. Everything is circular. That's where your brain works. That's why you'll be sleeping and you'll be thinking about the same thing over and over and over again. Amen. You think of all kinds of things over and over and over again because your brain works in a loop. That's what the Bible tells me how it works. Hallelujah. But when you are grateful, amen, instead of having the negative loop that can get bigger and bigger, you didn't have a positive loop. Hallelujah. That can get bigger and bigger and cause the physiological, psychological, and mental health that you need. Shout amen, somebody. So what you need to do every day, every single day, you need to begin your day with gratitude. I start my day out every day. I thank the Lord. First of all, I say thank you for allowing me to see another wonderful, wherever I am, Michigan Day, African Day, European Day, Asian Day, wherever I am in the world. But I say, Lord, I want to thank you for allowing me to see this wonderful day today. And thank you for giving me life, health, and strength. And thank you, Lord, for the provisions you granted me and Deborah and for my children and grandchildren and the ministry and my partners. Praise God. Lord, I want to, that's where I start out every single morning, including this morning. Amen. Start the day off with some gratitude. And if you do, it will bring to you a positive mindset. That will help you to put things into their true perspective. You see, your true perspective is not in how much stuff you got. The stuff you have or don't have don't matter. You are going to leave all this stuff. One day, somebody going to have your house. You think you call yours. Somebody going to have your car. Hallelujah. Somebody going to have your diamonds. Your stocks. Come on, somebody. Amen. If they live longer, they might, somebody might have your husband and your wife. In other words, things don't matter. But when you are grateful for what you have, everything gets put back into perspective. Hallelujah. Being grateful helps you to focus on others, praise God, and focus on others' strengths and not their weaknesses. Being grateful helps you to not take things for granted. Well, things should just come my way just because I exist. No. No. Amen. Beginning your day with gratitude puts you in a good mood for the day. And when you begin your day with gratitude, it reduces stress and anxiety. All of this and much more is why the Bible instructs us to daily meditate the good word of God. And once again, remind us ourselves of his beneficial benefits to us. Turn to Psalm 68. Let's walk through a little bit of scripture about this. Give me three more hallelujah, somebody, please. In the 68th Psalm, and we read verse 19, it said, Blessed be the Lord who daily loadeth us with benefits. 
Even the God of our salvation, Selah. Amen. So note what it said. Every day, God's loading you up. And every day, God's making deliverance and health available unto you. And I like what it says right here, praise God. Because Selah means, why don't you stop for a moment and think about that? Slow down for a moment. And think about how good God has been to you. Take a look at Psalm 103. Turn over there, please. Thank you, Jesus. In the 103rd Psalm, and we read the second verse here. It says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgiveth all my iniquities. Who healeth all my diseases. Who redeems my life from destruction. Who crowns me with loving kindness and tender mercies. Who satisfied my mouth with good things so that my youth is renewed like the eagles. That's what God's daily loading on you. Then turn to Psalms 116. I'm talking about being grateful. Hallelujah. There's so many ungrateful people today. So many ungrateful, just so many. I'm talking about even Christians. There's so many ungrateful people. Amen. But those who are grateful get the benefits. Amen. Psalm 116 verse 12 says this. What should I render unto the Lord for all his benefits toward me? I will take the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord and I will pay my vows unto the Lord now in the presence of all his people. People who are, who are filled with gratitude from God Almighty, they even tithe. Part of that's the gratitude thing. Lord, you've been good to me. I want to help be good to somebody else. Praise God. And then it reminds us to constantly do certain things. Turn to the 30th Psalm. Praise God. I won't be before you much longer, but there's no way that you have thanksgiving without God. God will come to the house of God. The 30th Psalm, and we read here in verse 12. To the end that my glory may sing praise to thee and not be silent, O Lord my God. I will give thanks unto thee forever. God expects us, amen, to be loud. <laughs> hallelujah. Yes, hallelujah. We should not be ashamed to tell people about God's been good to me. I know when you say that to people, you meet me the stranger sometimes, they be looking at you and you say, that's right, God's been good to me. Well, how's it been good? Oh, they opened the door. <laughs> hallelujah. And then unload on them, tell them God's been good to you because God has been good to you. Turn to Psalm 91. Hallelujah. 92, excuse me. Psalm 92, praise God, and verse 1, which reads as follows. It is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord and to sing praises unto thy name, O Most High. Praise God. It's a good thing. That choir singing just a minute ago, glory to God, that was a good thing. Hallelujah. That should make your toes go a-tapping. 
Amen. Why? Because it should remind you of what God has done for us. Psalm 105 verse 1 says, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the people. Sing unto him and sing praises unto him. Talk ye of all his wondrous works. Glory ye in his holy name. Let the heart of them rejoice that seek the Lord. Seek the Lord in his strength. Seek his face evermore and remember why we are grateful. Remember his marvelous works that he has done. His wonders and the judgments of his mouth. Oh, I remember. And then Psalm 106, praise God. Verse 1 says, praise ye the Lord. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good for his mercy. Endure forever. Mercy is different than justice. Justice is when you get what's coming to you. Mercy is when you are guilty, but you're given a pass. And I don't know if you understand this or not, regardless of your age, praise God, you have been and are guilty, but God's mercy has been shown you. And it said, come boldly to the throne of grace. And the first thing you will meet, the Bible said in Hebrews 4.16, is mercy. And then find grace that will help you just when you need it. Praise God. Oh, I'm grateful to God. And then Psalm 140, since I'm marching through Psalms, praise God. Psalm 140. And we'll take a look at verse 13 says, surely, surely. The righteous shall give thanks unto thy name. The upright shall dwell in your presence. Oh, we're grateful. Then in Matthew chapter 15, the Lord Jesus has finished ministering to the needs of people because God loves people. God's children love people. Can I get an amen there? Praise God. I've met pastors that don't like people. How do you be a pastor and not like people? I don't understand that. Praise God. Amen. Matthew, the 15th chapter, notice verse 36. And Jesus took the seven loaves and the fishes and didn't know what he did. He gave thanks. Then he broke them and gave to his disciples. And the disciples told the multitude, everybody ate. Everyone was filled. They took up of the broken meat that was left seven baskets full. And there was 4,000 men beside women and children. Guess what Thanksgiving did? Thanksgiving opened the door for miracle provisions. Gratefulness opens the door for more. Nobody wants to give somebody something and they're not grateful for it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just a couple of more. Turn to Ephesians chapter 5. In the book of Ephesians to the church at Ephesus. Praise God. Paul writes unto them and he tells them this. That's chapter 5 verse 20. Praise God. Giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father. In the name or the authority of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, note what it says, giving thanks always. Whether things are going good, you think? 
or things not going so good. But see, giving the thanks is what can make things that are going not so good turn out good. Hallelujah. Because thanksgiving in those circumstances is an act of faith. You need the Lord in your life. I don't care what your background is, what's happened in your life. If you come to him, Jesus said, I will not push you away. How do I get born again? The Bible says if you would believe that he is the son of God, believed he carried your sins, died, rose from the grave, and asked him into your life, you'll never be the same. Yes, Lord Jesus, you would say, come into my heart, save me now. I believe you are the savior. You carried my sins. You rose from the grave. You are now my Lord, and you'll never be the same. Live your faith with Created Health Christians growing their faith in God and to become rooted in the Word of God. Our partners and friends are making it possible for us to do so. To thank you, we would like to offer a gift. With a donation of any size, you'll receive this pre-selected book of the month, Patience and Faith, a match made in heaven. Please visit www.keithbutler.org and click the banner at the top to receive your gift. Glory to God! Hallelujah! I'm here to tell you God's word is true and let every man be a liar. And I don't know about you, but for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. We will stand for the Lord. Hallelujah! If nobody else is going to go, we're going to go anyway. There's only one God submit myself to If you've been looking for a ministry school that would properly prepare you for the call of God on your life, then prayerfully consider receiving your training through Bishop Butler program. We have trained students all over the world, and they're doing great things for the Lord now, and we would love the opportunity to train you too. The Pistis School of Ministry is a two-year online hybrid program. And what you can expect to receive is an in-depth study of the Word of God and be equipped with the tools that you will need to succeed in ministry. I can honestly say that Pistis is like no other program. So whether you are a local learner or a distance learner, you can expect to receive the same great learning experience. If you would like to receive more information on Pistis or to register for our upcoming school year, email us at info at Praise God, I trust you're receiving from the ministry. And of course, if you've seen our open, you see that we are all around the world. We're ministering, praise God, across all different sectors, praise God, up here. We're ministering across the United States, and people are receiving, praise the Lord, uh, our ministry one way or the other in over 40 nations. When you decide to become a partner with Keith Butler Ministries, we're doing what Jesus said. Go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. Praise God. And Jesus also told us to take that word, teach all nations, and we are attempting to get it to as many nations as we possibly can. So what do you pray about? See if the Lord will have you become a partner with us as we take God's word and, and the teaching of faith to the world. And thank you for it in the name of Jesus.
This program is being sponsored by the partners and friends of Keith Butler Ministries.